I remember silently, kind of quietly, uh, being anxious when people would uh, ask for prayers. And it took a long time to figure out what was going on. And what was going on was uh, I didn't feel like uh, I was interested in that. And so then the shame spiral began. Here I am, an ordained priest, and I'm not interested in your prayers and being an intercessor. And uh, I mean, I pray, but like, I don't know. I mean, I guess it just wasn't striking to me. Uh, of course, I didn't tell all of you that. Right? And I was like, oh, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'll pray. Yep, yep. Right? But inside, I'm like, like, who, like, I mean, does it really matter? And then I met someone who's an intercessor. And I was like, oh my gosh. Hey, I got a bunch of people that need prayers. Would you pray for them? And it suddenly occurred to me that she was a part of the body in a way in which God made her. Maybe the thing I feel ashamed about is just that God didn't make me that way. Freedom! And now I can tell all of you what was really going on. How many people walk along this world feeling ashamed because they can't do the thing that either they think they're supposed to do or others think they're supposed to do? And then we work really hard to try and add up. To try and be something different than who we are. Someone different than who God made us. The truth of the matter is, I, whenever I hear people talk about like, oh, you're so great, or like, I, you know, I mean, we're in academics there, we're in like the university now. I just like, w- I went to the white coat ceremony, you know, for the, my niece, you know, over there. And they were just, I mean, this woman was praising those students so much. I just wanted to stand up and call the BS flag. It's like, uh, this isn't helpful. They aren't the best generation in the whole world. You, literally, she was acting as if like every other class that came before them was like mediocre and we finally got the best class. Now, I mean, you're at an event, you should be encouraging, but what's the truth of the matter? We're all people who have great things and we're all people who have weak things. And when we like live in a way in which we only exalt the great things, we, we then create environments where we're all like trying to add up. We're all trying to like pretend, oh, but I don't, I hope they don't see this weakness in me. Right? I got a lot of weaknesses. And the more that I realize God only made me a certain way and I lit out of that way, then I just am like, well, guys, you got to put up with it. If you have a problem with what I can't do for you, you got to talk to him. <laughs> Not me. Now, I used to think it was the other way around, and I still do when I'm not on top of my... Then I go to bed at night and I worry. And I wake up in the morning and I try and figure out how I can accomplish the thing that you think I need to accomplish, or what I think I need to accomplish, right? And we all can do this in our studies, right? What, what grades that we have, what classes that we're studying, what areas of which... Now, you do see yourself come alive, and then that's a sign that God made you to go that way. But then if you go that way, then you can't go that way and then like be ashamed that you can't do other things. What is it a sign of? It's a sign that you need someone else. 
And this is the way the body was created. We're made to have a part that's missing so that we need each other. Right, I learned something about myself here at the University of South Dakota that I actually never really figured out uh, totally, but I'm really getting it finally. Because it was so blaringly obvious to me. Is it blaringly or glaringly? I don't know. (laughs) I don't like putting on events. I don't like it at all. And I think it's part of why I hate the priesthood. Like when I do hate the priesthood. Right? But when you're in parishes, right, nobody's excited because their priest is praying all the time. People are excited when their parish has a lot of events going on. Is that not true? Think about all those priests that don't have those gifts. And then they're being evaluated on whether their parish is successful or the leadership of the parish is being evaluated. On what, do we have a lot of things going on? Not, is Jesus changing hearts? Right? But I realized that because I get here and I was so grateful for like two weeks of activities. I loved it. I love parties. I love events. I just don't want to have anything to do with making them happen. <laughs> I just want to go and eat good food and compliment the person who made it. I just want to look around and say, hey, if we did this like this next time, hey, you know what? We should put some concrete here so that the line goes like, how about that? I mean, I love it. I can't not do it. And then I find out there's other people that like don't really compliment people. They don't see. They don't have that gratitude thing. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I love to tell people where they're doing well. Maybe that's my gift. And maybe the other people that don't compliment people don't need to go to a class to be instructed on how to compliment people. Maybe they just need to hang around here and we all do our part. This is the body. I need you. I need you. I can do a part, but I can't do the whole. Right? And we need each other. Right? But it's hard to live in that way. Why? Because we're kind of ingrained in a way in which we think I'm supposed to be able to do the thing. Right? But what is that? I grabbed the, the, I grabbed the Roman Missal because I think St. John Chrysostom's feast day is helpful to us. It says in here, it says, uh, in the opening prayer, it says, uh, May we be strengthened through the example of his invincible patience. (laughs) I think that's what I need. When the moment comes where I see my weakness, I just need to be patient. Just just, just settle down, John. It's all going to be okay. Just patient. And then what happens? Someone shows up with the other gift called John Bilmai. (laughs) And Rob Carbill. Right? Isn't that the case? Each of you have your gifts and then they show up. But if I would have thought I had to do all those things, then I never would have seen the need for your gift. If I would have never admitted I can't do these things, then I would have never opened up a possibility that you could make your gift part of this. Right? So the weakness is actually, if we're patient, a really blessed thing because then we see this body coming together. Right? And it's not just a body that's about me and my needs or about the Newman Center operating perfectly. It's about what's in town. Right? And the other day it's like, oh, I don't have Friday Mass. Well, St. Agnes does. Great. We're part of the body. 
right? And we are experiencing in pastoral planning this dynamic that every parish wants to be able to do everything on their own. A parish doesn't want to need another ministry. We want to duplicate it. (laughs) So when I was in Yankton, you had the battle between Sacred Heart and St. Benedict's. Oh, St. Benedict's is having this go on. Oh, we better do it over here now at Sacred Heart. Why don't we all just go over to St. Benedict's? (laughs) Well, they solved that problem. You know how they did it? They only appointed one pastor of both places. And literally, I talked to somebody who said for the first time since St. Benedict was open, they feel there's a unity in mission. Well, we can do the same thing with our diocese, right? The diocese of Sioux Falls is inadequate without the rest. We need to recognize we belong to a whole. Right? And the United States has a part in the universal church, but Africa has something beautiful for us to witness. And Africa might need our financial stability and our organizational stability, but we need their vibrancy and their tenacity and their willingness. I mean, you you go to a parish in Africa and they got people walking for like 15 miles to get to daily mass. Now that's faith I want. (laughs) But you know what? Those same people in my classmate are going up to the parishes in northern Minnesota to raise some money because the churches they have don't have roofs on them. It's a body. It's amazing. It's amazing that we all have been gifted in particular ways, individually and uniquely as each other's groups and parishes and things. But the absence is a place for us to say, ah, be patient, be patient. I know, don't worry, it's going to be okay. Pray that the arm might show up. And then when we become aware of our need, we see things happen. And when we see things happen, we know it's not us who did it. And then all of us can give thanks to God. I hope you know what it is that you have been gifted. I hope you know your part. Are you an intercessor? Are you a pastor? Are you a leader? Are you somebody who likes friendship? Are you somebody who likes creativity and crafting things? Do you like all the backroom stuff that nobody knows about? Right? Do you like the monies? Right, we got finance council coming up tonight, so we all be appreciative of those. You know, right? There's people that don't want to come and like be a part of all these activities. They they'd love to give five hundred bucks to make sure another one could happen. What what's your gift? And where are you weak? Where do you sort of find yourself always anxious, not adding up? Lean into the gift. Give thanks to God. Be patient with the weak spot and pray that God might give you another gift. And then we'll see one day in eternal life a body that God brought together in his name.